0: Welcome to the motoring podcast an and our reforged Aston Martin Vanquish 25 by Callum Special Edition. Hello, I'm Alan, and uh, yeah, it's just me uh, this time. It's one of these short interview special editions that we've been that we've been trying to do over the last uh, few weeks when we can't go out and drive cars. Uh, this time, I'm joined by a chap called Adam Don Francesco. Uh, who's the engineering director at Art Reforged and Callum. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself properly uh, and talk about some of his background uh, whenever we're in the interview. Uh, In the interview, hope you'll excuse, we didn't talk much about the aesthetics uh, of the the Vanquish 25. We did try to focus very much more on the engineering aspects, as the looks were discussed in such great depth uh, when the prototype was unveiled at Hampton Court Palace last September. I've put a link in the show notes to the motoring research article on the car, uh, which gives uh, quite a lot of detail about about the interior uh, finish, the the exterior as well, some of the details there. It's also got loads of photos to accompany it. Uh, the audio quality on Adam's end in this isn't great. I'm really sorry. It's one of those challenges we have right at the minute where I have no control uh, over what gear is available to the guests. Uh, trust me, if we were in person, then it would be a nice, uh, neat mic each. So we've done our best to clean it up. Uh, I hope you'll forgive it. Um, it's it's not it's not perfect, but it's um, but it's better than nothing, uh, and it should be possible to, to to listen to him right the way through. Anyway. Enough apologizing and here's my chat with Adam. Adam before we we, we start and we start talking about the to the, the vanquish 25 uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects you've worked on in, in the past just to give us an idea of you know your your background and and your your skills in this area.
1: Yeah, um I've been I think I've been quite lucky in my Career to uh, worked on and led some some really uh, interesting projects. Um, you know, as a, as a petrol head, um, I spent a long time at Noble. Uh, M600 was one of my um, sort of car babies, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, working with a very small, dedicated team there. Um, Aston Martin special projects uh, GT12, GT8, and a bit on some Zagato stuff. Um, those are very interesting projects. Um, sort of similar to the uh, the Vanquish project in some ways, although the end result is different. Especially um, uh, World Rally Team as a young as a younger engineer oh, wow. was involved in uh, Tommy MacKenzie and um, WRC car. So that was mm-hmm. that was an interesting uh, eye opener. Um, and then we latterly with uh, some Jaguar GT4 um, project, which was an interesting uh, motorsport experience. So yeah, some some varied projects.
0: So Adam thanks very much for joining me this afternoon. Uh as I said you're the engineering director at R Reforged and Callum. So I think the first question really is can you tell us a little bit about R Reforged who you are and and what kind of stuff you do.
1: Yeah thanks Adam. Um R Reforged uh, is a part of AF Racing AG. Um and within that business, there are four brands. Our reforged, our most our experience, and our service. Um, the our most one might be familiar to, to some of the people listening. Um, they run extensively um, Aston GT3 um, and also Aston Martin DTM um, program as well. Um, our experience is various things, restaurants and things, and services, uh, service vehicles. So they are reforged. Brand that mainly focuses on essentially boutique automotive. If that doesn't mm-hmm. sound too grand, um, it's uh, it's it's the weird and wonderful, the collectible, the, the thing that turns uh, turns us petrol heads in, uh, on. Essentially, um, so it could be a super low r- run of uh, sports cars, uh, um, potentially some most sports stuff in the future, but ultimately uh, this, the special stuff that we get out of bed for.
0: As well as the, the, the racing, and that's a privateer team, isn't it? You guys are a little bit involved with the Valkyrie as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah, um, F Racing AG, essentially, the owners of F Racing AG, and Dres, uh, Benzing and Florian Cam- Camelgar, um, they were part of the original conversations to to uh, kick this project off, and as and such, they're on the steering team. For, for that project so uh, quite pivotal in in launching uh um and getting together red bull and aston martin for uh, for that project
0: that, that's pretty cool um let's talk uh, about the callum vanquish because that's really why we're why we're chatting today um it was so its correct name is the aston martin vanquish 25 by callum which is which is quite a cool name um it was unveiled in september 2019 to the public and at the time people really focused on some of the visual tweaks to the to the original last martin vanquish um, and lots was written about that about the the you know about about the looks about uh some of the other the other changes to to the the window surrounds, the mirrors, all these kind of things, uh, as well as the the colour in the interior. But the changes were more than skin deep, though, weren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is really goes back to the sort of core of what we believe as a little businesses um, that the that the product that we that we uh, that we make or modify or however you want to term it is um, is cohesive. Um, and Ian certainly shares that view. It's not mm-hmm. about just design content from a visual perspective. It really wants to filter down to be um, to have some integrity beneath the skin, and that's what um, we hope to offer, offer with the car. So we really we looked at it from a kind of holistic perspective. You know, what do we like about this car? Um, what do we what do we not like about it? What do we want to turn up to eleven? And what what is either outdated technology or or simply wasn't good enough for various reasons um, and at the time that they designed it in the first place? Now Ian's mm-hmm. had a lot of time to think about that because his um, you know it's one of his babies, and you always have time to, uh, you always reflect on what you've done in the past. And, and uh, Ian had a fairly clear idea of what he did, wanted to do with the exterior um, and interior. And then um, uh, we then started to assess the car from a from a more kind of holistic driving perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that in the, in the normal way that you do any of these special projects. You take the base model out and you, you do a lot of assessment with it. And you figure out which are the sweet spots, which are the bits that are great, which are the bits that you, you need to change and focus in on.
0: Okay. So whose, whose vision was that that feel that you were aiming for? Was it... Was was it-
1: it's a vision sort of jointly shared by you and mm. myself, Willie, really. and I think from a vehicle dynamics perspective, um, you know, when you look at the van question, you understand, you drive it, you understand what it is. It's a GT car. Um, mm-hmm. And it was quite clear that we wanted to make sure that it kept its GT car feeling. Um you know, you could up the spring rate horrendously. You know, put different everything, take compliance out of the car, and pretend that it's something it's not.
0: Un- 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 yeah, true. I've, I've, yeah. um, yeah, I've tuned cars and made exactly that mistake in my <laughs> <I> younger, more <laughs> foolish days, and you end up with something which it looks great, but it's blooming uncomfortable and not really nice to live with day to day. And I imagine that you were trying to avoid that.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's just trying to find a bit of the sweet spot. And, you know, um, I like to think, you know, we've got in, in the business, you know, me personally, we've got the element of feel for these kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. um, certainly from the experience that we've had in, you know, in, other, in other businesses with other projects. So, so I think, yeah, making sure that the car is, is honest um, to a GT car as possible was really. Um, the vision, in, you know, even from the outset before before getting into the car, it's mm. such a well known uh, known car from back in the day. You know, everybody has has a, a opinion on it, and, and a lot of people liked it very much.
0: Speaking of opinions, I have to ask you about the gearbox because yeah, something's, that that, something's that was the most controversial movie. part of the, the the Vanquish when it came out. I mean, even more controversial than the the Bond film it appeared in. But uh, what? Because it was a single clutch, wasn't it?
1: No, um, it's, just, it's essentially an H gate box, which is uh, is automated. So it's got a um, an automatic. Um, it's got hy- various hydraulics that um, run a slave cylinder automatically to depress a clutch. In, conventionally, as if your your left foot would be doing it, um, but it does it very quickly. And in conjunction with that. If you can imagine it, um, it has a uh, hydraulic arm which um, shuffles the the uh, the input selector around okay. the gear, essentially around the gate. So it's just like a very, very clever, roboticized um, human doing the pedals mm-hmm. and the gear shifts. But unfortunately, even though it does an incredible job of what it does, frankly, in the time it does, the end result at that time wasn't. That good in comparison to the other other things that were coming um, around DSG boxes, um, reasonable auto boxes. Um, so uh, yeah, I think one of the issues with the with the gearbox is it's, is people's perception of it. If you drive a, a really well sorted one of a late car, um, mm-hmm. a couple of our test cars, for example, it's uh, it actually. And especially nowadays, it actually is uh, has a level of tactility and involvement that you don't get in the paddle shift box anymore. Because right. you do have, to, you know, when you're pushing on with it, you do have to lift and get back on it again to make a sweet shift. And you can get it wrong and you can get it right. And mm-hmm. that gives you, to, 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 you know, some feedback. And I think almost now, in some respects, because we all know you can go and buy a gearbox that shifts in you know, 15 seconds or whatever, Yeah, um, it, it, it's not... Uh, it's a different thing it's a little bit more of a classic driving experience so it's um if you poodle around town and you're in automatic mode with it it's it's pretty painful and, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes shuffling from park to, to drive can be uh longer than you, you desire um pushing on with the car actually and working with the car it, it's not it's not bad at all but it is an area where everybody who's ever heard of the, the, the normal Vanquish has that input, oh, it's got a terrible gearbox, box. And in some respects, it's true. and In, in others, it's a, it's a little bit of an easily picked up statistic, you know, by people.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we've absolutely.
1: Had, yeah, well, we've, we've had a look, um, and we've got a couple of options to try and uh, alleviate those uh, those concerns from people, in fact.
0: Cool. Excellent. You mentioned driving around town, and that, that made me think, this is uh, a very limited number of cars, 25 of them. But how do you imagine owners using them? Um, it's
1: difficult to say, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I've experience with the, the, these, the type of customer who buys this type of car or, mm. you know, your, your sort of collector's car. They can vary wildly, in fact, the type of person and, you know, the demographic. But um, one of the things about the original Vanquish, and I think even now, um, people like to drive them. So we do expect, even though this is a limited – run a car we do expect a lot of the customers to want to drive them um you know want to go touring with them and you know mm-hmm. with the luggage and the things that we we've, we've um uh, designed and built into the car kind of reflect that we we recognize people will want to and you know quite rightly want to, to use the car so we don't expect it to be um you know huge garage queen in the realms of these kind of cars
0: i I likely mentioned some you know the luggage and some of the other the things there because as someone from a product design background i think it's really interesting that it's not just a car it's the whole sort of package that goes with it so it it's the car it's the mulberry luggage it's you know it it's it's, it's a whole finished item. It's not just, and here's your shiny car. It's like, here's your car and all the stuff that you would need to use it. And that must have taken a bit of work as well.
1: Yeah, we, we sort of like to look at it as a full story, really, from, you know, re dampers and looking at to spring rates and anti-roll bars to, mm-hmm. you know, what, where you're going to put your sandwiches in and, uh, and <laughs> what other kind of fun that you're going to have in the car. Um, the watch is a good example of that. So yeah. we, uh, we partnership with uh, Bremont, who, who makes some fantastic uh, um, watches. And, and we, inside the car, we have a, a pocket watch, which you essentially engage with a little quarter turn that we've designed in, in conjunction with uh, with Bremont. Um, so you can pop the, car, the, the watch in there. It's an automatic, so as the car drives, it, it, you know, re- it winds the watch. So, so um, that's,
0: that's popping it into the dashboard, am I, am I right?
1: That's right. Yeah. yeah, it has a little dock and in, uh, in, in behind a little currency. So yeah, you know, that's a fun, techie, engineering kind of um, indulgence that I think that, that, you know these kind of customers uh, gives them some, some surprise and delight uh, mm-hmm. to use a slightly design phrase. But but um but yeah, you know it's a it's good. And I think having the end to end package from the greasy, oily bits, the you know the performance upgrades in the engine to um, to some of the more fluffier lifestyle elements gives you gives you a bit of a full story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, performance upgrades, you, you mentioned there, it's an extra 50 brake horsepower, isn't it, from the original V12? Yeah,
1: we've, I think on the dyno, we've seen about 65, 70 horsepower. Um, and uh, essentially, we reached that with um, some um, engine component upgrades, hmm. uh, engine rebuild, engine component upgrades, some mapping work. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, a lot less back pressure from the exhaust system, some pulse tuning with the connect Prime primary and So, quite a nice little package of engine components, um making a, a flat increase of torque at about sixty, yeah, 65 70 horsepower per car. So, you know, we looked at this originally and we sort of asked ourselves the question is this all about making 800 horsepower a ridiculous thing? And it just didn't feel felt like you needed to pull loads of attributes up rather than majoring on one or the other but the um, car is quite a quick car as, as it was yeah. originally you know? but, but,
0: but that's not the be all and end all of it really is it? it's it's not about the power output and any of these things it's about it's about that whole as i said that whole package
1: yeah, exactly is. that's exactly how we felt really so so you sit in the car you know with've lowered the occupant in the car so you, mm-hmm. you, you sit in it and not on it um the steering wheel we changed that even though we're constrained unfortunately with the airbag um mm-hmm. we, we've changed the machine the, the rim to be thinner and makes you a bit more in contact with the car uh-huh. so it's you know holistic is a um, a little bit of a uh, fancy word for it but uh, you know it's a fairly sort of holistic view of, of the whole vehicle and its driving experience because it should be about driving you know yeah um, these kind
0: of cars you're building 25 of these uh, what how much how much work how many hours go goes into each one of these from i assume you go out and you you buy a decent one buy a decent vanquish to start with um but but from that point what how, how long does it take to get it to to the stage where you're actually delivering it
1: um it's a it's a good question so we, we're uh, at the moment i think it's around three and a half thousand man hours um mm-hmm. so sort of 12 period uh, um, in terms of technicians rebuilding um, Oh, you know, painting the car the, the trim shop guy you know, the, the, the trim so it's um yeah a significant amount of work but you know the, the, the beauty of what we do is it's hand built and you know there's not the pressure of attack times on, on the line to deal with it's mm-hmm. you know they're bay built like a like a like you would have noticed sport or a very high-end product um so it allows us that time to to spend on the details that uh, that really should be our kind of usp really the quality and the details and the, the hand-built nature of it
0: i assume that that, that time inv- involves pretty much a complete strip down of of the original donor car and and then rebuild from from sort of nice clean aluminium
1: yeah, we we pretty much strip the, the the vehicle back to the tub. Uh, there are some elements that we, we leave in for um, for various reasons, but mm. um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a reasonable strip down. You know, the car is what we like to say as new going yeah. back to the customer. So um, you know, regreening all of, all of the components you'd expect really.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely.
0: So the 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 concept that was shown was really very distinct with that um in, in that sort of deep sort of purpley blue i'm sure it's, it's a correct name for it that i have completely missed but will will all 25 be identical or will there be some level of personalization available to the lucky the lucky few
1: sure i mean the personalization is again part of what we want to be able to offer that's um you know if you can't be this small and dynamic and offer personalization mm-hmm. um, you, you're doing it wrong so yeah there's a level of um personalization, which is fairly extensive that the, the customers can do, all our, our trimming is um, on the spot so we, uh, we, can, we can tailor things for a customer. We, we've had quite a few interesting um, uh, requests from customers. Some of them go above and beyond um, and, that, and they are, are, are particularly special. Uh-huh. Work, working on seeing whether they're feasible or not but um but yeah no it's great I mean that's as I say that's that's what we should be able to offer so' there's a there's obviously a palette of curated colors but you can have whatever colors you you, you want on interior and exterior mm-hmm. um and some of the, the bright work and the finishes the wheel finishes the the usual kind of things you'd expect for this kind of exclusive product um so yeah, and then and then some of the customers are asking for uh, for more mechanical changes and various other things. So you know, we we strive to deliver these uh, these, these things. You know, that's the fun of it. If I was a customer in their shoes, I'd want to I want to be able to flex my uh, my personality in various areas.
0: That that is cool. I was I was slightly worried. I didn't I wasn't necessarily sure it would happen with Ian Callum, but I was slightly worried that if it was a a designer's vision, then the designer might well have said, No, this is the vision. This is what you're getting. Uh, and no, was, I mean, uh...
1: Ian's, yeah, Ian's fairly pragmatic with, um, with the customers. Having said that, it, I think he, he will—he's uh, definitely one to speak his mind, and he would definitely, uh, in in a nice way, consult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, consult uh, the customers, uh, him, him, and the design team away from maybe some some other some uh, difficult choices, you know, some yeah. sort of things that we wouldn't like to see. But but ultimately, for sure, that's that's what we like to.
0: Awesome. Brilliant. Each one, it says, uh, is about five hundred and fifty thousand pounds plus taxes. If this has wet anybody's appetite, are there any left?
1: It's still possible to put your uh, name down for one. Um, they're doing really well, um, but uh, but yeah, give us a shout if you're interested. I think. <laughs> on...
0: Yeah, I was going to say you're going to take a Toyota Yaris men and a handful of pocket change as as part X. <laughs>
1: I think we could do a deal. Yeah.
0: Sure. So, it's just one limited edition car for another. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, once these twenty-five Vanquish are finished, what's next for our reforge Do you have anything in the in the pipeline that you can tell us about?
1: Yeah, we, we've got uh, we've got several projects in the pipeline actually, and um one of them. Uh, We've just gone to press on, which is the Aston Martin V12 Zagato Heritage Twins by R.E. Forge. Another another mouthful for you there, um, <laughs> which uh, essentially is uh, 19 twins um, uh, designed and and built under license from Aston Martin. Um, one's a speedster and one's a coupe. Um, fantastic project, very um, um, exclusive, uh, low volume. Um, in, the, in much the
0: same as, as the Vanquish project. Fabulous. So that sounds really interesting with Zagato as well. Uh, maybe we'll get you back to speak about that. Yeah, of course. Adam, that's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. I um, have really enjoyed having a chat about this. It's always a pleasure to speak to people who work uh, behind the scenes on interesting projects like this, uh, and I hope you learned as much as I did about some of the thinking uh, that goes into this kind of limited uh, limited run vehicle project. Uh, as I said at the start, if you'd like to know more about the aesthetics of the Vanquish 25, then there is that link to the motoring research article uh, in the show notes. Uh, I think Adam and I could have chatted uh, all day about things completely unconnected with the Vanquish 25. So thanks again to him for his time. Uh, and also a quick thanks to Nick at Alan PR for helping to set this up for me. Uh, Andrew and I will be back before very long but don't forget that between now and the next time you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts with the show at motoring podcast on twitter and instagram on facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities please don't forget to leave a review and rating on apple podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing To get in touch with me, it's best to use Twitter, where I'm at AJPBradley, that's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. To get in touch with Andrew, search for Cracked Windscreen uh, on Twitter. We'll be back before very long, but until then, I've been Alan Bradley, he would have been Andrew Clues, and safe motoring.